0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Krimer and our friends at Krimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves.
1: Hey, David Vaughn here. Welcome to another edition of Rev. Exciting, exciting stuff. We're, our goal really, our heart is just to bless you in Eagle Country. Lori and I try to come to, into your heart, into your home your deck, your truck, your vehicle, every Sunday night at 7, just to kind of rev up your life. And we have some uh, wonderful guests that come and go. We talk about topics that might be interesting to you. They're interesting to me. Sometimes they're interesting (laughs) to Lori. But anyway, and it's exciting because uh, we consider it a privilege to really, uh, if you listen to this show, thank you. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. How would they email us with questions, comments, things that they want us to know about how not good we're doing. How would they go about that, Lori?
0: <laughs> yeah, if you have your complaints, you can send that to Dave. No, I'm sorry. Yes. It's revrev R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Um, I I think that there's probably tomorrow's Labor Day. Yeah. So there are a lot of people that are probably grilling out. Yes. Listening to this yes. on their patio or maybe yes. on their boat for the end of the season. So yeah.
1: last opportunity.
0: We'll go ahead and wish... You don't any. have a boat, do you? No. I had a motorcycle, though. Really? Yeah. She's it was a, a short motor- stint, and I wow. got rid of it.
1: I never, like, was a fan of riding something where my legs were defenders. fenders. I just don't know if that <laughs> that's a good thing for you, but... Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people are on boats, campers, RV, and there's a whole... Culture out there that I never knew existed that I do now and uh, so yeah, I hope you've had you are having a good Labor Day and uh, experience and uh, obviously we have a bias that uh, Things are better when Jesus is a part of it. I talked about that recently in our church that I think everything's better everything uh, your life your personal life your marriage your kids your job the, the world would be better if Jesus is a part of it. So uh, this show is sponsored by Mark Kreimer, who also has that same worldview down at Kreimer's Beer House. And uh, even restaurants, he'll tell you, are better when Jesus is a part of it. I think the food tastes better. I can't prove it, but I think it might. Anyway, uh, we would love for you to visit our church at Whitewater Crossing. Maybe something that we say on the Rev Show every week would motivate you. You know, that crazy preacher... Uh, You know, maybe I should go check him out. So, if you're interested, you could come any Sunday, 9:30, 11:15. Visit WhitewaterCrossing.org. Go to that Plan Your Visit tab, and you can check us out. You can listen to messages, kind of check out the whole service. I'm not always the preacher. That's when it's really good here. But uh, (laughs) sometimes they'll let me teach, and it's just been really good. But thank you for the honor of. Uh, tuning us in and helping us. So we have a, a friend, a guest today that uh, some of you may have heard of in Eagle Country because uh, I think he operates out of Harrison, do you not? We do. Yeah. His name is Roger Ford and the uh, the name of your company, Conservative Financial Solutions, is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. See, I did my homework. I know what <laughs> Now, I'm intrigued, Roger, by the, the, just the name. It's not like liberal financial solution. Absolutely tell me why, not. How, tell me a little bit background, because I got some questions for you. Okay. Roger attends our church with his wife, and so uh, I want to ask him a little bit, a, a, little, a little bit about Whitewater too. But and a little bit about your view of wealth, because you're kind of help people manage their wealth, right? That's Advise. Great. Absolutely. Tell me how your company got started. Why? Why do you do what you do? And I got some questions for you. But I mean, I'm intrigued by the, the name. Talk to me about that. All right. Well, you ask a lot real fast. I know. Oh, uh, I'm a fast talker, <laughs> and we only got 24 okay, minutes. You know? Okay.
2: Okay. I'll answer you in two ways. Um, my father's name is Harry. He's deceased, unfortunately. My mother's name is Dolores. She's 88 years old, and she is not deceased. She lives in Augusta, Georgia. She still drives. Augusta. Should,
1: can she get me into the Masters golf? You throw? know what? As a volunteer. Um, oh, well,
0: You got to make well, sandwiches. I'll do whatever I have to do. encourage volunteering.
2: I do encourage volunteering. Thank you, you for saying that, Laura. Yeah. But she drives. Uh, she shouldn't. She believes <laughs> the bumpers are meant to be used. So everybody here in the tri state area is safe because you're not in Augusta, Georgia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice well, to
2: know. Yeah, long and short is uh, my father had eight brothers and sisters, and at the uh, age of 16, uh, he went to work for Wharton Steel. We lived in a tri state area called Steubenville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. and he had to go to work early. Mother signed a piece of paper saying he was uh, 18, even though he was 16, but back then he didn't have the computers and everything. And so he had to help out with the family finances, and he worked there his entire life. Retired with a gold watch and a monthly check. Took a reduced amount to make sure mom was taken care mm-hmm. of if he went mm-hmm. first. And 10 years into retirement, they got this letter from Weirton Steel and the PBGC saying, hey, We're going into bankruptcy, Mm. and your check is getting cut 40%. Mm. And as a son, that was devastating Mm. for me to watch. It was Mm. life-changing. It Mm. was absolutely life-changing. So mom and dad brought the whole family in. I have uh, two brothers and a sister, and basically informed us what was happening, and, and had to inform us. And it was a tearful, tearful meeting. It was scarred me for life, scarred them for life. You know, that there would be no more Christmas gifts for Mm. the grandkids, no Mm. more birthday gifts, can't pick up the tab for dinner anymore. Literally, I can remember my mother going to the grocery store and if Campbell's Soup was on sale for four for a buck, she'd go to the grocery and ask how many cases she was allowed to buy. Mm. And she Mm. would hoard that on the back porch. Mm. It just changed their life. It changed Mm. their retirement. Mm. And then dad did predecease mom and when you one spouse predeceases the other you lose a social security check and it's for that reason that my mother lives with my sister in Augusta, Georgia not because she wants to but because mm. she has to. Yeah. And those two things scarred me and mm. they actually made me change my direction in college had an original interest in the medical field, changed it over to financial services, and made it my life's career that anybody who is in my sphere of influence, I never want that to happen to them. So that was the driver. You wanted something for people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The word conservative, is not by accident it's on purpose Mm. we do primarily second half financial planning nice uh we're geared more towards protecting the goose that Mm. lays the golden Mm. egg we want to protect the nest egg that you accumulated the golden eggs are the income checks so i always tell people In retirement it's no longer swinging for the fences you don't have that paycheck coming in anymore it's about protecting your nest egg yeah so we try to outpace inflation outpace taxes gradually grow the portfolio manage the the magic of
1: compound interest
2: and time you got it but the thing of it is in the second half you don't have the time That's right. so you cannot withstand a 20% decline because you have to have a 40% gain just to get back to break even. Right. So we're going to try not promising but we do our best yeah. to avoid
1: those declines. Yeah. So you help uh, people and so, to avoid what happened to you growing up and and, and your mo- and your mom and dad. Right. And what
2: happened in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2008, 2009. But yes, mom and
1: dad drive what I do. Well, you've been doing pretty good lately. I mean, I have some stockbrokers and some other people who help me. Thank God, manage my wealth. (laughs) You know, I'm not a TV preacher, so I I know some of you in Eagle Country are wondering. I wonder what kind of car does that David have? What kind of house does that, that he live in? Well, you would be underwhelmed on some of that, but. I'm not a wealthy guy, so I have to be kind of strategic in uh, how I manage that for my own retirement. I don't want to be a burden to the church mm-hmm. or stay longer than I should just because, you know, I can't afford to retire. Mm-hmm. So I so appreciate uh, what, what you're doing and what, what you're saying there. But the last few years have been good. I mean, I'm not like a stockbroker, but I think I could have done well. It's, you pay these guys, they're worth their money when the market's not so good. When it's kind of down, right? And uh, you know, but there is a science and an art, but it's a philosophical, conservative financial solutions. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so tell me, I got a couple questions for you. I know that's how how it started. So, what have you learned, Roger, about managing money uh, for people or advising? What are some of the things, the mistakes that people make? when it comes to money and investing, in your opinion?
2: The biggest mistake they make is they have short memories. Hmm. What'll happen is is that when, they, when they're working and they have that paycheck coming in and the investments go up, they're happy, they still have the paycheck to pay the bills. When it yep. goes down, they're not happy, but they still have the paycheck to pay the bills. Right they don't make the change, and it is a 180 degree change that when you leave that paycheck and now you're living off of the nest egg, you don't have that paycheck Mm. any longer. And so what happens is after a while, the further you get away from a decline or a bad geopolitical event or whatever, the less the more foggy their memory becomes and then all of a sudden they want to take unnecessary risk again Mm -hmm. and you have to rein them back Mm -hmm. in and we operate off of a plan. And so what happens is we bring them back in and we say, OK, what's changed? Mm. What has changed as far as the plan is concerned? We know we have a new president. Right. We know we have this geopolitical event. We know interest rates might be going up. We know interest rates might be going down. But what has changed that changes the plan? The plan, the roadmap. <laughs> You got it. So stick. And it's uh, funny that you mention it because yeah. we call it the Conservative Financial Solutions Roadmap. Look at that! I didn't even know that. And he's not even paying
1: me to say that. You didn't research That's, that? I did that not wasn't even, on the even research. research that. You got to stay. Yeah, it's a discipline uh, mm-hmm. to stay in anything you do. Whether well, it's weight loss, have you found when people are good at managing their money, they can kind of manage and discipline the rest of their life in other areas. But if they are out of skew. They tend to be out of skew and other, or is that an uh, urban they're, legend?
2: No, no, no. That's not urban legend at all. There's a lot of truth in that. Most married couples, if they would be truthful with each other, most of the fights, most of the arguments, most of the disagreements are over money. Hmm. If, if you've got your financial life and your spiritual life in balance, pretty much everything else unless you get a curveball a health issue or something right. like that everything else is in balance so we find people who are the happiest are the ones who have saved enough and manage it properly and also couples who are pretty much on the same page
1: yeah well having agenda harmony. Uh in a marriage, oh, uh, on finances is probably big. A lot of fights uh, happen because of that.
2: You see it, you yeah. see it every
1: day. Some of y'all in Eagle Country right now are fighting with your spouse about the money you're spending, or going to spend, or want to spend, or did spend. So, you're going to have to come to church and we'll get you in our Christian counseling program. They send you to Roger. I'm telling you, people fight about money, uh, and uh, you know, it is uh, there's a reason that Jesus talked more about money than anything else in the Bible. He talked more about money than heaven and hell combined mm-hmm. because that is uh, a source of identity, security. Um, it's, it's a source of, of uh, a lot of conflict talked about um, being a good steward
2: Mm. of what you have. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and money. so you have, when
1: you approach money, and I'm not assuming that just because you attend here, we have people who attend here from lots of backgrounds that may or may not agree with everything that we talk about. I sense, though, in you, Roger, that you bring to this view a Christian worldview, uh, that that God owns it all, we are just the managers, that we're like the money managers for Jesus, would you say that's true? Stewards? I, would, I would say that that's true, but I,
2: to answer truthfully, I'm also yep. one of those guys that will never slap a fish on his vehicle because of the way he drives. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's also, probably a wise move. <laughs> there's for also, a lot of people yeah, listening. Yeah. There's also not a fish fish on the building or yeah. fish on the plans. Yeah, I get that. But for those folks that are that, that are believers, yes, yeah. we incorporate that into the plans.
1: Yeah, so it's not overtly. And I think that's the way to go. I think the best life lived as a Christian is and not in your face or not weird or odd. Mm-hmm. We got weird church news coming later. But <laughs> it is just saying, you know, this is my worldview, and I think everything's better with some of the things that Jesus taught. And I'm going to incorporate those quietly but confidently in my life. If you like to talk about it, that's great. I, my best Christian, our best Christian business guys. That's they lead with a value-driven system at their core, mm-hmm. and people will say there's something different about that person. And so I think every leader's better when you lead like Jesus. I mean, I'm, how would how could you not? Yeah. So I don't think you have to. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think there are principles at work whether you're Christian or not. But I, there, you can't uh, replace what the Bible and the New Testament teach about principles. So think about the things you probably encourage your clients to do. Save appropriately. We're probably not very good savers. Correct. We prefer the spenders. Uh, probably baby boomers in particular, of which I'm kind of a late baby boomer. Uh, they, we, they don't save. They're in debt, most of us, way over our head. The government's not helping us, set an example on that. So this is the west side of Cincinnati. We bleed over a little into Indiana, too. But by and large, we are in the west side of Cincinnati is a conservative uh, kind of town. But still, I've noticed our people have way too much debt, way too little savings. Uh, They have no margin, Mm -hmm. so they're stressed out. They spend tomorrow's money today, Mm -hmm. and that's always a problem. So, uh, but those are biblical principles. Save, don't consume all you have, prepare for the future in a good way. I, I, I have a bias that when you give, you're a happier person. Uh, I think you
2: probably believe that. I do have one thing I'd like to point out um, that we did incorporate into our business, um, and this came from the team that mm. we work with, and that is is that um, we do a VIP event uh, for our clients where we run out Stricker's Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, once a year we allow them to bring all their kids, all their mm. grandkids, it's all on us. The only thing we ask is we partner with christ loving hands for that yeah. event. And it happens in June. So it happens to happen at a time of year when not a lot of donations are going into those organizations. Nice. And so what we do is we encourage our clients to either bring a non-perishable food item Uh, and or a cash donation. We also do gift baskets and a raffle and so forth. This year we were blessed that we had a record crowd. Now these are our clients. These are our clients. We had a record crowd of 1,550 in attendance. Isn't that great? Uh, we match whatever they donate or whatever the baskets bring as far as the cash donations yeah. go. We were able to write a check for $7,750 wow. Wow. to Christ Loving Hands. We're a little under 25000 so far year-to-date with that organization. We filled over two truck load truck beds of non-perishable items. We had to go to a third truck except we didn't have a third driver. (laughs) So we had to stuff the inside of those trucks. So we had two full trucks that were overflowing inside as well as outside for that organization that was dispersed to local people, pantries.
1: people happy when they give. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. like God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. I think it makes people happy to give, even if they don't have this Christian worldview that, that I and you, Lori, talk about. I, I'm telling you, generosity. The, the root, there's a reason the root word of miserable is miser. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what I think. So when people hoard and clutch and they, they don't live their life with open hands like you were describing, then I think people get me-oriented, self-oriented, and it's that it's a downward cycle because uh, you can never have enough. Right. So I, thank you for doing that. We love Stricker's Grove, but we love giving to these. Our whole church is built on some principles of Psalm seven of really. We're just channels, you know. God's blessed us greatly, and I know I've said it before here on the show. Some of you in the Eagle Country, you're going to drive by 128, maybe going to Crimer's Beer House for dinner, maybe on the way to Roger Ford's office in Harrison, I don't know. <laughs> but you're going to drive by and you're going to look at that building on 128 and say, you know, that, it's a big building, millions and millions of dollars. Do those people really give that away? Did, did they really just like hoard it? And I'm telling you, we give away hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we do have a nice building for God's glory because we need a bigger building to teach people, but it's just a tool. People are what live on, mm-hmm. souls are, are eternal. Right. Money is here today and gone tomorrow. What I love about what Roger says, you'd like to have enough <laughs> to, to make it. You know, if your plan uh, of like getting out of debt is like Jesus is going to come back and, and save us today, that's a bad financial plan. Absolutely. You know, so you don't want to owe people. So I think everybody can have some, and we'll do a series or every once in a while in the church on money management and principles. Uh, I'm 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 somewhat careful about it because people think, well, David's agenda is to uh, fleece me from my money or get money from me. Mm-hmm. But I, my agenda is getting to help. I want something for people, not from them. Uh, I, I think it takes a while for them to believe that because uh, uh, I have an agenda, you know, uh, to help people be, be better. And I think that's Roger's agenda from what I can sense, and I love that. Uh, and so these, these money principles we're talking about, uh, you see every day in people's lives. Uh, and you're able to help people kind of right-size their, uh, their mentality. People are very trusting, I would guess, too. Uh, surprisingly so, um, especially if they start to struggle or they get a little too audacious in what they expect on returns. Then they're right. a little more speculative. They do crazy things. What I tell them is this. I say, hey look,
2: this is your money. Okay. Yep. okay. This is absolutely your money. We're gonna put together a fabulous plan for you. We're gonna do our best to help you make it in retirement. But if you call me up and say, hey, send me 100,000 bucks, I'm gonna send you 100,000 bucks. I'm gonna ask if you want me to make a note so you know what you spent it on, but I'm gonna send it to you. But I'm also gonna tell you how it's gonna affect the income on your plan. That's my job, okay? Mark does not need a plug, but can I give Mark a plug? Sure. Okay. Lay it Um, on. All right. First of all, uh, we hold public seminars at the Beer House. Oh, yeah. Yes. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer is good friends, my marketing manager with Mark, and I actually wanted to meet him because I've got to taste his food many, many times. So I wanted to meet him, but I also told Jennifer I wanted to meet him in his kitchen because I heard he cooked in a kitchen that was smaller than a bathroom. And I just small. wanted to that see is if true. it was true.
0: And he's not a very sm- I mean he's, he's not a he's small a tall, guy. No. Bigger but guy. he's not a big guy, yeah.
2: I think. Did you so. confirm that? So I went into the <laughs> kitchen to meet him, and I'm telling you, there's like barely enough room for him to turn I know around it. in there. I know and it. he puts out awesome food, I and wish. we have some of the best attendants. <laughs> For our public seminars, when we go over financial topics yeah. at the beer house. In fact, Jennifer, we might have one coming up soon. I forget. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Well, Mark's a great guy. He's the real deal. Yeah. And, uh, it's a small
0: world. We find yeah. that when we have our guests on, the connections between yeah. that is so different true. guests and members in the church. It just gets smaller every time. That,
1: yeah. that 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 is so true. He Mark has come to the conclusion that that's that he no longer owns a beer house, it's God, he calls God the big boss. So when he turned his business over to the big boss, his Mm -hmm. revenue went up, Mark's very generous, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it's kind of like my second office, I'm down there meeting all the time, the food issue is a problem, because there's big portions, so split it (laughs) with somebody, that's my learning. Uh, But uh, that is so cool that that there's a connection there, and there's lots of people that hang out down there, and Mark probably doesn't even know all the people who avail themselves of that and uh, so much like you he's trying to help people yeah he's in the people business you're really he's not in the food business he's in the people business you're not really in the finance business you're in the people business. we are we are we I love the stories
2: I tell I, yes. all the time I tell my wife she 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 does the books for the business and her office is outside the conference room and she hears all the laughter and everything and she's like you're not working
1: (laughs) yeah that's too much fun you know we laugh a lot at church too and i think people like who grew up like maybe in a uh you know a religious background where it was very formal and uh very archaic and very somber and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people grew up churches that you know look like they've been baptized in pickle juice man i mean they're not happy they're sour they're frowning and I think it's refreshing sometimes when people come and say, you know, you can laugh a little bit. Re- uh, this relationship with God mm-hmm. is fun, if presented correctly. Oh, and he's funny. He
0: presents a lot of humor.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's every important. day.
0: But it's not irony.
1: Yeah,
2: but don't mess with him in his kitchen.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's true. That's true for lots of people. And well, good. Uh, any other uh, parting words, Roger, in the financial world or what you are doing? Um, so, um, I I think that, uh, where are you located in Harrison? Give me your location, where your office is. We're located at uh, 10403
2: Harrison Avenue, just the better way of describing it is if you know where the Kemba Credit Union is, we're diagonal yes. across the street, we're right dead center between exit number one and exit number three, and I've uh, been in business for 32 years and I am blessed. Yes. That I have two sons that are in the business with me now. Great. Um, And uh, we do have a website. uh, Yeah, give me that. Long name, www.conservativefinancialsolutions.com.
1: We got a long one too, Whitewater Crossing. .org.
0: Eagle Country Online. Eagle
1: Country. And we yeah, were like we who, are.
0: who was thinking of these? I figure created? the longer <laughs> the
1: in, the
2: longer the website, the better the information. Th- that, that is true. I like trivial. that. No, nope,
0: that seems It's accurate. easy to
1: remember though. So if you're looking for some good advice, I'm sure they could come talk for free. Absolutely. Check, check it out. And uh, Roger and Jennifer are here, and and just one of many people who call Whitewater home. Uh, uh, so I I'm, I'm humbled. I'm honored. That you're on the show. Uh, I, uh, I'm thankful that we got to meet. <laughs> we were uh, chatting before we went on air about that in this church's size, I don't get to meet everybody, but I always want to hear their story because it's fascinating to me. Uh, and it, it, this, this is really, the show is really what we did today. Just kind of let you know what's available to bless you and rev up your week, mm-hmm. maybe inspire you a little bit uh, encourage you a little bit because people are down. And so if you're like listening to the show tonight, Labor Day weekend, and you're like, you know what? My job stinks. My money is like, it's not good. Maybe you are the person Roger described in his mom and dad who like just got your notice or maybe it's not going well and, and, and you're worried about the future. Mm-hmm. You have some folks here who can help you, uh, not only in this world we have a bias that there's a guy named Jesus, and his word that can help you not only in this world in the next. So you are not alone. You don't have to panic. You don't have to fear. Uh, Lori and Roger and I and others that we have here are here to help help you, and that that's what we wanna uh, we want to do. So uh, I have a weird church news bulletin and it's actually has to do with finances we'll get rogers to thing. here's the headline now roger i know you just found this movie, but i got a picture of this guy he's kind of bald he actually looks like me that's scary <laughs> the headline caught my eye this is like from uh, just recently the headline man caught red-handed because his arm was stuck in the church donation box on saturday march 24th 34 year old charles Hinckley was caught literally red-handed As his bloodied hand was found stuck in the church donation box, according to the arrest affidavit, Vero Police Department were called to the Trinity Episcopalian Church at 9.50 p.m. after they were informed of a man who got his arm stuck in the church drop box. Ironically, this guy works for the church as a maintenance person. We're going to have to do some background checks on our maintenance. But he's found by the police with his right arm bleeding. He couldn't get it out of the donation box. The officer at the scene reported how he managed to get into such a predicament. He said, I messed up. I've been trying to steal the money for drugs. EMS people had to aid him in freeing his arm from the drop box. Don't you know that was an interesting conversation right there. He is reported to have only sold about $300 in cash and checks. That's probably not worth what he's going to get. But he went to the hospital where he was further questioned by police. And he says that he has stolen more than once from the church drop box. This is the first time, though, he got caught, quote, unquote. But he's now charged with felony, burglary, booked into the jail. So if you're having financial problems, here's just a lesson to you. Don't steal from the church. Don't steal from God. In fact, I'm telling you, I'd be afraid to steal. I mean, you know what? You steal from some people, but steal from church, I, I would be a little worried. I might get zapped. But you have a better conservative <laughs> financial solution. You know, visit Roger, come to church, visit a good financial planner. I am I, you know, feel sorry for that guy, but that, that's odd. That's weird for somebody to do that. I saw another story, somebody stole clothing from the clothes closet from another church. So if you're in need, please email us, don't steal.
0: And I'm sure there was a place within the church that he could have sought help
1: too. I have no doubt. It is humorous when I think about it. God has a sense of humor. And I actually pray, this is a topic for another show, but I actually pray for people to get caught when they sin, when they get when they mess up. Because the only way some people get better is when they get, when they, they're just so down and out and low, that's the only time they look up. I know that sounds weird, but I don't think people get better until they're down. I don't think people get found until they get lost. Sometimes you have to hit bottom to look up. Boy, that's mm-hmm. the truth, isn't it? So i that's not a very rever, revering, rever, revering up concept <laughs> for you listening on Labor Day. Pastor Vaughn is praying for me to get caught. But I'm telling you, it, it, you're only as sick as your secret. And so if you can kind of come into the light with whatever's bothering you, that's what we're in the business for so this has been good another great edition uh and i hope you'll continue to tune in i hope you'll email us your questions i hope you'll tune in next sunday night for uh, another edition of rev another uh guest that we might have and you never know who's going to slide in here and you never know what Lori and i might be compelled to talk about there's a lot going on in our lives
0: absolutely i heard
1: you jumped out of a plane. I did is this that true?
0: Last week. Yeah. You know, wow. we want to
1: hear about that. that <laughs> tune in next Sunday night. We have got to figure out. That took some faith. almost I, lost a radio partner. That wouldn't have been good. No.
0: When I was doing my video, they said, do you have anything you want to say? This is before getting on the plane, and I said, um pray for me. <laughs> that was my one statement. I don't
1: think I signed off on that for you to do. I, I don't think so. You but.
0: were one of the first people I text when we <laughs> touched down on the ground.
1: Yeah, I was thankful. I might have to, have to recruit <laughs> another. I'm, I almost had to hire Jennifer, your marketing manager, to maybe be on the show. But anyway, thanks again for tuning in. You never know what will happen. We love you. We're for you. We're with you. We want to bless you. Mm -hmm. And so till we talk again, this is David and Lori from The Rev Show on your hometown uh, station, Eagle Country. Glad you're a part of our lives.
0: Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.